Welcome to the Unfading Truth Bible Reading Plan. Today we're reading 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 4 through 6. God not only can provide for you, but He desires to because He's your Father. Well, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Here, uh, Paul is answering a question that the Corinthian church had submitted to him. We're going to begin reading at verse 4. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world, and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many quote-unquote gods and many quote-unquote lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. Well, this week we've been reading Heidelberg Catechism, question and answer number 26. We've been considering what it is that we believe when we say that we believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. Well, we believe that the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is my God and Father because of Christ his Son. And we believe that he is able to provide for us because he is Almighty God and that he desires to provide for us because he is a faithful Father. Today's passage comes in the context of a letter written to brand new Christians who lived in a very pagan world. Much of their economy centered around the idol temple industry. In fact, for most people, the only source of meat was the markets selling the meat that had just been killed in sacrifice in an idol temple. In response to the Corinthians question, Paul said that in most cases, this wasn't a sinful transaction, since the idols were really nothing at all in this world. Certainly the Corinthians' meat sourcing issue isn't one that we face, especially since most of us live in the heart of the finest meat production region in the world. But what Paul writes next in verses 5 and 6 has massive implications for us. We might not have pagan temples in our town, but American society is filled with all sorts of people and products positioning themselves as de facto gods and lords. Yet regardless of society, for us there is but one God. God is the sovereign creator and the uncaused cause from whom all things came. But once again, the reminder comes that he's not just a distant, detached force that created the universe, but has no real interest in your particular life. Rather, he's your father. We read yesterday that, yesterday that he is actively orchestrating all things for your good. This results in an obligation on your part. Just as your father is actively interested in you, you must be actively interested in him. So much, in fact, that he becomes the reason for whom you live. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Well, it's comforting to be reminded that God is our omnipotent Father and not just an impersonal deity. That comfort would quickly fall flat 
without the final clause in verse 6. You see, you were born sinful, unable to fulfill your obligation to live for God from the very moment that you were conceived. But the good news today is that God remains your father because of Christ his son. Just as all things came from God through Jesus, you can now fully live for God through Jesus since you live in Christ. As you finish another week, thank your Father for redeeming your life through the obedience, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And keep your eyes open for opportunities to live for God through Christ. Well, as you pray today, use the triple A prayer method. Today, begin your prayer this way. Our Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. Then align your life with God's will. Do that by thanking God for sending Jesus and ask for strength and perseverance to live for God through Christ. Then you can ask God for what you need. Remember that everything else that you hear today will fade away, but the word of the Lord is unfading truth.